Welcome to Burnt Out. The Burnt Out Podcast shares the stories of firefighters, emergency personnel, and other first responders around the world to create a pathway to save lives. The stories you will hear are real and may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. And now I'd like to introduce you to your host for Burnt Out, a 33-year retired veteran of the fire department, Skip O. Thank you, Sean, for that introduction. We also would like to thank our sponsors, Turning Point Madison County, Code Green, and Bridges of Hope, the Warriors Program. You can go on burntoutpodcast.org and you can see more information about our, our sponsors. We're here today with a, a firefighter from Washington, D.C. His name's Scott Krillman. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you, Skip. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I tell you what, you're a busy man. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to be here. Do you want to give uh, the listeners a little brief description of uh, your background? Sure. Uh, my name is Scott Creelman. Uh I've been with the D.C. Fire and EMS Department for just over 30 years. I am currently a sergeant assigned to special operations. I'm a battalion aide, um, uh, which I, I deal with all the special operations units in the city, uh, mainly manpower and some administrative stuff, but I also drive the chief on the runs. Um, so that's currently my, my job. Um, I've been married for 32 years. My wife, Joy, two, two daughters that are 30 and 27. Um, uh, and a, a host full of dogs here at the house. <laughs> uh, I have, I currently have three, uh, Avery, who is my working dog and, uh, Linus and Tucker are both labs also. Well, that's good, Scott. I tell you, I know when we talked the other day about being on a show, I can relate with you in, in several different areas, not just being a firefighter and a family man, but, uh, you're uh, three, you're four legged angels. And, uh, I really like them. <laughs> Absolutely. I like the mission once you, you told me about it and stuff. You want to just kind of go into that and uh, let people know what, what exactly you do with uh, with your dogs? Sure. So um, to start, I'm part of the D.C. Fire EMS uh, has a peer support team, which was started by our local union uh, in 2018. We got off the ground. Um, uh, we started off with about 30 members that we, we had gotten trained uh, through the IFF program. Uh, and we also opened a phone line, which was manned 24-7, uh, 365. And that's all done by our people. It's all the fire department. So if you call into the peer support line, you're speaking to one of us directly. Uh, we It's a Google line, so we're able to pass it on to each other um, uh, daily. Uh, we are currently just under 60 members on our team, um, and we do a, a one-month stint with the phone line uh, and responses. So what we do with that is, is the, the well, I'll cover the phone line. I'll usually have three days uh, in the month that, that we're projected to have it. Um, so once every three months, we, we have the phone line. Uh, I'll cover about three days, and all the other members on my team will also have um, coverage days. Uh, but also in the, within that month, if there's any significant incidents where the peer support team has been called in either to work or to assist a person 
uh, or a member from our department, um, it's usually we're the first team to be notified and we'll build a response from that. The, um, the canine portion of this, uh, we're currently operating with uh, two dogs. Uh, one is mine, Avery. She's a chocolate female. Uh, she's five years old. Uh, we have Levi, who is uh, a seven-year-old German Shepherd, 100, 110 pounds of, of uh, gentle giant. Um, we have Luna, who is up and coming. She just finished her training. She had her first outing with me last week. Uh, for an evaluation. She's a black lab, beautiful dog. She's two. Um, and we actually have a fourth that's, uh, he'll turn a year in January. He's doing his training. That dog was donated to us by a group called uh, Yates Family Labs out of uh, Virginia. They donated the dog in the training. Um, and so once, his name is Sonny, once he's finished his, his training, um, He'll be up and running too. So we we'll, we have a fairly large canine group, um, and we, we're servicing a department of about two thousand members. Wow, that's that's amazing. Sounds like you're a busy person. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, you know, a, a lot of people have so, a reason why they do this. You know, I got a reason why uh, I'm so passionate about our peer support and and get involved in the getting involved with emotional support dogs. Do you have a story or a reason why this is so, you're so passionate about doing what you're doing as far as peer support and working with the dogs? Sure. So um, one, of, one of my things that I, I've found uh, from over years of, of work uh, and work-related incidents, I didn't realize that they were building inside of me. And one of the things that I've realized since talking to a therapist um, I suffer from anxiety and I never realized that I did. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I'm such a big proponent of mental health, uh, and caring for our members and making sure that they get help, uh, is for that exact reason. You know, I don't want to see anybody else go through either what I, what I've been through or what other members have gone through. Uh, if we can recognize that up front and show that, that we can support it. Um, I think it, you know, it's going to make our careers and our, our jobs much better in this profession. Sure. I, I tell you, I appreciate you, you saying you, you talk to a therapist and you had anxiety. A lot of us, uh, a lot of different people that get in a certain position, they're afraid to share anything about seeing a therapist or about our, our we, I don't like calling them the weaknesses, our fears or whatever it is. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that and letting people know out there. It doesn't matter what position on the department, fire, police, military, wherever you're at as a first responder, um, we don't have to be that tough person. We don't have to. We don't have to let right. fear. And understand fear, sometimes people are afraid of sharing that. They don't want to get re, uh, transferred or lose their badge or job or lose their gun for a while. Um, but at the end of the day, if we don't share those fears with somebody like a peer support, because... When you do your peer support, uh, Scott, is that you don't write? Do you guys write stuff down, or is it strictly confidential? So we we everything is confidential. Uh, the only thing that we'll do is record numbers, uh, either how many people we visited with. Uh, there's no names used. The only time that we have to use names is, and again, it's still at a confidential level. Um, I am not a team lead. 
if I receive a phone call and somebody needs to go into a treatment facility or something along those lines, we do obviously uh, have to use names to get the person in and get them relieved from duty or performing their duties. We'll have them placed on sick leave um, through the department, uh, which we do have the capability of doing. Um, we, we can sometimes uh, achieve administrative leave for certain days, um, but we're able to place uh, a member in that position. Uh, and again, it's confidentiality. Yes, you may be placed on sick leave, but there's no note in the in the telestaff uh, staffing um, that that says that they're off for for mental health or or uh, an addiction or anything like that. That's uh, just says that they're listed as sick leave. That's it. Well, I know uh, Brandon Dryman, uh, he's on the Pearson support team, along with Tim Gallagher and Doug Abernathy. They uh, go around and vet different uh, therapists to make sure they do first responders or EMDR. And mm-hmm. they got different treatment centers. They travel around the United States or call that they use for their department that they know that they specifically will use for them. Do you guys, do you do on your peer support, do you have that information for your guys? Or are yes, sir. these guys ladies too? Oh, yeah, yeah, for for the members of our department. So we in Washington, D.C. are extremely fortunate. Uh, The Center of Excellence is just outside our, our, right outside Washington, D.C. in Upper Marlboro. Uh, So it's very close by to us within a 15 or 20-minute drive. Um, We have another facility that's uh, in Harvard of Grace, Maryland. It's called Harbor of Grace. Uh, the gentleman that runs that is a retired fire medic, and it is all first responder based. And we've had some great successes come out of there. Um, and you know, just just the the to have what's available to us, our resource list. Uh, we have a ex- extraordinary list of of resources that we can use. Uh, our department is also uh, has a clinic where we have to report to for sick or injuries, um, which is our, our fire department clinic. We also have a psychologist and a therapist on duty there. Um, we're able to get people in there without going to the front desk if it, if it were a mental health issue. Um, so it's, you're not walking into the front desk where the rest of the department or other people are for you to say, yeah, I need to go upstairs and see the shrink. Um, if, if a member contacts the peer support group, we can kind of circumvent the front desk and have them go directly to the, the doctor upstairs, um, which, which I think helps with the, with the confidentiality. No, that sounds like a great idea, uh, to do that. Um, you know, with, with our guys and some others around the United States and England, um, how do you get the message across to your guys' membership? I mean, you could post something on the wall. Sometimes that gets covered up or gets thrown away. Um, is there stuff that you go around uh, to the, the stations or does somebody from your peer support go around, set, do a coffee table talk and let them, let them know? So, yeah, um, we have a couple, of different, uh, a couple of different programs within our program. Um, we do what's called Wellness Wednesday. Uh, and on Wellness Wednesday... Every Wednesday of the month, we go to a different battalion and we'll visit the firehouses in that battalion. We have seven battalions in the city, uh, four different shifts. So it takes us a while to cover each of the, each of the stations and each of the battalions, but 
uh, we do get it done. Uh, and we'll just go in, uh, for instance, when I do the Wellness Wednesday, I take Avery with me. Um, she gets to visit the firehouses, gets to visit all of the personnel. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a door opener for an icebreaker. So it'll help get people talking. But the, the Wellness Wednesday is, hey, don't forget peer support's here if you ever need us. Um, you know, there's things that we can talk about. We can leave a pamphlet. Um, and we, you know, write our name, our name and number on the board along with the peer support hotline number um, and the, the suicide prevention number. Um, so uh, we do that. Every, every rookie class that, that comes into the training academy now gets a peer support introduction, which is about an hour long presentation. Uh, and we also do for our supervisory classes, which is newly promoted officers, uh, they go through a, a supervisor one and two. Um, and part of that supervisor one and two class is the peer support introduction program. So we, we when, especially with the, the newer officers, we just say, hey, don't forget peer support's available. If you happen to see something, hear something, if you're, if you're on a critical incident, uh, should you ever near, need peer support, this is the who, when, why, where, reach out, we'll come out. Uh, sure. And if, if the company needs to be placed out of service, we can do that through the, through the uh, management. Well, there's something you, you, that's good stuff. I, I'm, I'm, cause I'm going to, I'm going to probably steal some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let them know where I got it from. I promise. Okay. All right. Uh, you, we were talking earlier too. You had a, a speaker come. You also, it's something your department does sometimes. You have events and you had somebody come yes. and speak. You, you want to mention that a little bit and kind of. Oh man. Uh, um, we, we had a gentleman, Travis house, uh, that came out and did, did a two day seminar with us. Uh, it was, it was over two days. So he did his seminar twice for our, our union. Uh, our fire chief was there. He was present. Um, and a lot of the upper echelon from our department was there. Uh, so be it the white shirts. Um, he, he made a hell of an impact. Now our department has been very proactive with the, with the mental health, uh, with the, the peer support team, uh, was started by the union, but is, is now part of the DC fire department's team. Uh, there used to be two separate teams, but now there's everything falls under peer support. So it's, it's, it's been welcomed. Um, it was not hard to get it started, uh, because I think people realize that, you know, that this is a, a serious problem that, that was avoided for many years. Uh, I know you, you and I, as senior guys, um, they witnessed it. So, uh, the, the suck it up, get on with life mentality just doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. I think, uh, Travis, when we heard, I heard him a couple of times speaks, he kind of gets to alludes to that and he uses his own experience trying to be that tough guy. And then kind of, you know, goes through that, the horrors that he had to go through yeah. and express it. I liked when you told me though, about the job when he wanted to, he had something he wanted to uh, take your uh, dog for a walk. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, he he uh, he had asked one of one of the uh, our other canine handlers, Sharon. Uh, she's an EMS captain and has she's the one that has Levi. Uh, he just he's like, hey, can I hang out with Levi for a couple minutes? So he his second day, he kind of decompressed and uh, 
you know, it's a good thing. Well, I tell good you, thing. guys like that, and uh, I got a friend of mine, Jason Saltel, I was telling you about. He wrote the book, The Rescuer. Uh, Jason's been on the Worldwide Peer Support talking to our guys and really pumping people up, and Travis has too. He's gave a presentation on the Worldwide Peer Support uh, link that we do with our organization. Uh, mm-hmm. They're really good guys. It's like, it's amazing. Just be, Jason, just because he wrote a book, they're, they're all they're just like us. They just happen to write a book. They said, <laughs> right. um, they, uh, Jason always says, "I'm the biggest nobody you're going to meet." Um, <laughs> try, you know, the same kind of humility comes from both of them. But you get guys that have a platform like that, and I think yes. I think Scott, you have a platform to, for what you do being in Washington D.C. because your department's big, and these other departments are looking for looking at you to be the like the leaders and stuff and. Um, with your platform, do you travel around um, outside? Do you help other departments outside your department, as far as fire department? So, uh, um, we 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 were tasked with a response to Baltimore City back in January of uh, this year. They had a uh, three fatalities, line of duty deaths, um, and they did not have. They, they had a very small peer support group, um, and they were not able to handle their entire department uh, for the upcoming days. They reached out to the IFF. The IFF put together a district team, um, and we went on a response uh, to Baltimore, uh, which was um, uh, very heartwarming for me. Um, because I saw the the difference that we made while we were there, um, so yeah, the program is is you know pretty amazing. Uh, and after that response, the the IFF tasked uh, the gentleman that put it together, Mike Wells from Prince George's County. Uh, they are now working on a fourth district, which is our region here, uh, Virginia, portions of West Virginia, Maryland. D.C., Delaware, uh, excuse me, I think part of New Jersey. Um, but they're putting together a fourth district response team. So um, if there's anything that, you know, on a larger scale should should happen again, it's not tasking just one particular department. They're going to ask for help from others. Sure. And you got um, a, a story about law enforcement. You kind of reached over the line there before. Yes, sir. Could you tell yep. us that situation? Sure. So, so this is actually where we got where we got the idea to to bring on the canines for our union team. Um, this was uh, the U.S. Capitol had an incident um, where two Capitol Hill Capitol police officers were struck at one of the gates. Uh, one of them was killed. Um, they did not have a peer support team at the time. Uh, they knew that we did, and they reached out. To, uh, to DC Fire and said, if you have a support team, we'd appreciate their response. Uh, we were able to form up. We had a total of six people respond um, within, we were there in under 90 minutes. Um, Capital Police Force is approximately 2,000 people that work in eight block radius. If that eight blocks is nothing, it's, it's, uh, it's only, you know, a couple square miles at most. So to have that many people working in such a small area is pretty incredible. Uh, they had two break rooms, one on the Senate side, one on the House side of the Capitol. 
Uh, so we split our teams. We had three people in each uh, break room. Um, and as most first responders know, police and firemen, they get along. Um, it's, but it's not the same job. Um, so they were very appreciative of us being there. Um, and we didn't get much response for talking, um, which we were kind of hoping to break the ice there. And we, we remained there. That was probably three 30 in the afternoon. We stayed till about eight o'clock that night. Just as the time as we were leaving, there was a police department, Arlington County out of Virginia, which is, uh, another close by metropolitan area. Uh, they came in with a group of seven and they had a dog with their team. And as soon as they broke the door and the dog came in, the ice was broken. The, the people got down. Can I pet your dog? Can I, you know, as soon as they started touching and the, the comfort of the dog itself is when the words started flowing and that, that changed everything. I went back to our, 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 union um our union reps the following day and said we need to get a dog for our team and that's where it all started that's from. that's great <laughs> i tell you usually you know there's changes in our department or something something sad has to happen or something big has to happen uh, we got need to yeah. do something or another department um a neighboring department something happens and then we gotta uh, do something about it but i i think what you did um taking that back and adding that uh tool with you is amazing because you're right um, I turn into a little kid when I get around a dog. I remember when I went to the Center of Excellence before, right before COVID hit, they brought some, uh, an organization brought some dogs in and, uh, I sat down on the floor with them and I just could forget everything. I didn't have to think about it. I could be a kid. Uh, right. and, yep. and that's same with Pete Lewin, Newfoundland's that I told you a little bit about it. He does emotional swim, swim dogs. Same thing with them when they go on a swim and they take people to swim with the dogs and stuff, they forget their problems. They leave them, they leave them. Yes, the doors so. on the shore. Yeah, yep. exactly. Well, I tell you, with have you uh, like for your peer support? What do you all do about self care? Because we're hearing everybody's stuff, or we got our own stuff, right. our families, and our own problems, and then you get to carry some baggages for some other people. What do you do personally? And what does your peer support team do for self care? So our peer support team, we have um, we have mental health check ins. Uh, we have therapists assigned to our team from uh, Awaken. It's the group that we work with, um, and I do a I do a check in with them personally every six months. Um, and if I ever need any, if 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 I were to to have a critical incident or a member um, that triggered something for me, I can reach out to them uh, and. I can speak with one of the therapists. We, uh, we do a lot of the online stuff because of COVID. Uh, once that kicked up, people realize that we can do this and it, it does really help, uh, that you're not having to make an appointment and drive there. You know, um, I'm not sure if people are familiar with, uh, Washington DC and the Metro traffic, but it's, it's terrible. If you don't have to go out in it, don't. <laughs> so, so to be able to do these things, the, the med health online has been tremendous. A tremendous help. So yeah, we, we, um, our, our team has, has, uh, legit check-ins every six months with, with the counselor and you, you are the, the therapist and you're online with them for 45 minutes or so. And again, if you have any, any issues or anything that comes up, um, 
um, the, the lady that I speak with on a regular, I actually, she's, she's who I speak to when I need to talk to somebody, not just for check-ins. Well, I tell you, you know, I think sometimes we forget that, you know, we get, we get on the job and we're doing our regular job and then, and then that takes a toll. Mm-hmm. And then you get on an extra stuff, peer support. You want to help people, whether fire, police or military. And then I don't know about you and your team. I think I got, I got to be rescue everybody else. And then like Sean, I got to look in the mirror. Okay. What are you doing for yourself today? Skip? Are you, are you talking down yourself? Right. Are you worn right. out? Are you sleeping? Okay. Are you eating? Okay. Are you having fun in life? Are you leaving your family out? Are you pushing them aside and doing this others? I got to go through the checklist myself and make sure I'm doing just like you're checking your truck or your vehicle, your equipment. I think you need to have a checklist, absolutely, uh, a checklist uh, on your wall. Say, okay, what am I doing today for me? Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I'm, uh, um, you know, I, I definitely know my limits and I know when it's time to, when, when I, when it, I, I know when to say when or, or no, I can't do this particular one. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's 60 other people on our team that, you know, some of them have to go through, uh, and, and I can't do it all. I know that. Um, so sure. yes, I, I'd love Avery to make, make every appearance that she possibly could, but I can't do them all, you know? So I, I have realized that I do know, I do know my limits. Well, that's good. You know, uh, Tim Gallagher with the Indianapolis Fire Department retired, and he does uh, some other things there. We're using my, my dog Laser for the Indianapolis Fire and, and for what he, he does. So I told him, you know, I can bring him, but I want you and two other people uh, to be trained with him so you don't have to depend on me all the time. So we can just pass him through and do that. And I think for me it's good, and I don't want them to feel locked in either, but it's right. it's, uh, it's just it's just teamwork, communication, talking and uh like i gotta learn and sean gave me a hard time earlier to shut that phone off um yeah and the facebook the social media and dist and and focus on my mental health and just relaxing a little bit uh brandon dryman with indianapolis fire Park, very good in yoga he's very good at, and he teaches the uh he's peer support resiliency for the iaff he travels around the united states but he's very good at the yoga part which i'm I'm, I'm an old guy, but when I get down there, there's aches and pains and I'm hurting. <laughs> right. but, uh, do you, uh, um, as far as your, your wife and, uh, I don't want to go too deep into it. Does your wife, is she, no, she, no, it's fine. does she speak up when she sees you going a little bit too far for you? Does she kind of say, Hey, uh, should you take care of yourself or? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. She, she knows when my schedule gets stretched and, and, I'm sure she sees the, she's like, are you, you sure you're going to do this one? I know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I said, after 32 years, I'd been married 30, you 32. It's like my wife kind of sent, sent a little reminder to me too. And this let, lets me know I need to land and take my cape off because I'm not Superman. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But you know, there's, um, we talked too. we'll finish up with this. You seen, uh, peer support with you in 2018, have you seen a lot of other departments, uh, fire, police, or any other organizations start shooting up with uh, peer support teams on their organization? So uh, the IFF has played a huge role in their in their getting their program out to locals around the country, uh, and we're starting to see teams really grow. Um, I, I can tell you that uh, Philadelphia Fire Department has a very large team themselves, uh, and 
they have two two firefighters that are actual clinical therapists uh, on their team. So it's pretty helpful, especially the guys that you know that see it, that know it, the the ins and outs. Not only uh, working with it, but they they know what it they know what it's about. Um, so I think that helps. Um, and other departments around the area are definitely bringing it in. Um, I, I'll touch real quick on the, we'll go back to the canines. And that was, I looked into getting a canine right after the, the, the capital event and a trained dog for therapy use. Um, you're talking upwards of $25,000 for a trained dog. Um, I was able to do it. Uh, my, on my own, uh, Avery was one of my house dogs. I just thought that she had a you know great demeanor about her, um, always pretty loving. So I took her, got her evaluated, and I did the training myself. It took about seven months, but I was able to do it for about four thousand dollars. So there's a big difference, and it can be done. Sure. So, well. That's hopeful for other departments that don't have that kind of in their line item, the budget and their line item, especially volunteer fire departments or police departments. So that uh, I'm, I'm currently working a couple of different angles um, and with different organizations. Um, we're trying to get some dogs uh, donated, trained. Uh, I want to do it through the IFF to where the, the IFF can can sign a dog to assign a dog to a, a local or an area where it's needed. Um, and we have, we have a couple of different avenues that we're, we're, we're checking into. So it's coming together. It's, it's taken a while to build the program, but it's coming together. Well, I, it, to me, it sounds like you guys got it and, you know, we can always learn Yeah, we, we can always learn and make it better, but I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Sure. You ready? Somebody's listening to this podcast and they're lost and they don't know which direction to go. The firefighter, we'll put a firefighter. They're setting their house by themselves, going through divorce. What are you going to tell them? You're not alone. This is not, you're, you're not singled out just because this is your problem. Um, there have been so many people in our, our profession that have gone through this. Um, I will help guide you, uh, you know, we have several different outlets. We have, have uh, an array of people that resources that we can we can reach out to. Um, so, you know, but but that that's the first thing is that you're not alone in this, and that goes for anything in mental health. I never realized the numbers inst- until I started teaching this, but one in four people in the United States, twenty five percent, you know. 25% of the people in the United States have some type of declared mental illness. And that, that can be anything from anxiety to depression or, or, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. So when you, when you start talking about that to people, I think that's one of the huge numbers is to say, look, you will get through this. We'll get you through this. I'll help you get, get through this. Um, so just to recognize that. Is there a quote or a statement through your life that you heard that keeps you going, that always rings in your mind if you're going through stuff? Or is there something out there that, that keeps you going, that crosses your mind? Hmm. 
that's a good one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I've, I've thought about it like that, but man, I, I, I push on and that's always been a, been a big thing for me. I, I, um, especially with, with being a senior man in my department, a senior person, um, I've seen a lot and I know what people see and I know what my triggers are. I hope others discover what their triggers are. I don't want to see anybody suffer through the mental health. Um, so my, my, I offer my help to anyone who will take it. Um, and that's, you know, for, for a group of two, 2000 people. Yeah, no, I'm not going to speak to 2000, but, um, you know, I, I hope that I've, I've made a difference and I want to continue to do that. Well, Scott, man, I really appreciate you coming on here and speaking on burnt burnout and, we really encourage uh, anybody that, that has trouble pushing on, you can uh, get on the WorldwidePeerSupport.org and go Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We have support Zoom meetings, and it's uh, first responders, uh, addiction, or mental health. We talk there and support each other and give them uh, the ability to uh, stay in this world one more day. Um, if you want to get a hold of Scott, you can just email burnoutpodcast.org. And message us, and we'll we'll connect you to Scott. If you're a peer support team that wants to start one, or if you want some information from Scott, I guess I should ask you if that was okay first. But <laughs> absolutely, <Okay. laughs> absolutely, reach. You've got my email. You've got my email. So if if uh, people want to reach out, that's fine. Well, Scott, thank you very much, and uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors again: Turning Point Madison County, Code Green, and Bridges of Hope, the Warriors Program. You can go on our on our website, burnoutpodcast.org, and you can get more information about them. This brings us to the end of their show. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And remember, tonight when you go home, shut your phone off and get some sleep. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Burnout. Burnout is brought to you by the Worldwide Peer Support. You can visit Burnout Podcast at burntoutpodcast.org or visit Worldwide Peer Support at worldwidepeersupport.org. Your host for Burnt Out is Skip O. Executive producer, Sean P. Neal. And produced by mypodcast.media.